If you were the writer of this show, we would have a two-hour wrestling match that nobody would watch, Mike. Vince, at this point in time, do you feel any responsibility at all for the demise of world championship wrestling? You know, Mike, let, let, let me explain something to you, because that question gets brought up a hundred times. Do, do you understand, I was actually writing the television at WCW for nine months. Do you understand that, Mike? Nine months. You tell me, how long was WCW in existence? How many years, years. Mike? How many years? years? Many Ten years. Ten years? Fifteen years? And you mean to tell me you're stupid enough to believe that in nine months Vince Russo put that out of business? Well, well you know I, what? You if know I what? did, maybe it deserved to go out of business then. You know what? I think it was a very salvageable project at that time. No question. Look at the talent salvageable. that WCW had. Look at the talent. Bill Goldberg. All the great cruiserweights that we had, Kevin Nash. And why was I brought in, Mike? I was brought in because the product was in the shitter. I was brought in because the eyeballs weren't watching the show anymore. Let me ask you so some what specifics. They, do? they brought in the most successful writer in the history of the business, me. In WCW, we had a signature trademark division called the cruiserweights. Incredible talent. Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, and I can go on and on. Why would you decide to take that cruiserweight division and build it around Evan Courageous, a young wrestler, Ed Ferrara, one of your co-writers, and a woman wrestler by the name of Medusa. Because people want entertainment, Mike. You want Lucha Libras, whatever you call them. Go to, J go to Japan, go to Mexico, you get all the Lucha Libras you want. Here in the United States, people want to be entertained. And there are about this many people that are entertained by guys jumping around in a ring for 40 minutes. You're entertained, but you know what, Mike? You don't mean shit. Vince, what was the positive in tarnishing the image and the history of the world's heavyweight championship belt the prop by having david arquette the prop as the world's heavyweight champion tell me the positive i'll to tell that. you the positive mike because what you don't understand is was it a publicity stunt yes mike it was a publicity stunt and you know what the next day i opened up the usa today and there was a picture in the usa today of david arquette covering eric bischoff would we have gotten that kind of coverage if DDP won the belt that night? So what in, in other words, you sold, your business, soul, you sold your soul for one day's mention You're of the USA Today. You're damn right I sold my well, soul. Me, How many people read USA Today, me. Mike? Let me ex explain this to me. The week after that happened, why did the television rating for Monday Nitro drop to its lowest in four and a half years? Why did the WWF's program have almost three times the audience that WCW did? 7.4 to 2.4. Well, Mike, first of all, to you, have those, didn't work. to you have those numbers here to show me, as far as I'm concerned, you're full of shit. You could sit around here and throw around all the numbers you want. I don't believe a word that comes out of your mouth. You want to show me those numbers, then we'll talk about those numbers. All I know is USA Today was covering WCW for the only time in the history of the paper. Let's talk about November 20th. What a memorable, historic night it was in this building. And I thought we finally had done it. Jeff Jarrett did a terrific promo the week before. He told the people exactly what it meant to him to finally fulfill his quest. And who cared? As world's heavyweight. And who, who cared? cared? There was who incredible cared, heat in this building. I finally yeah, felt the, like the, we the had turned the corner. And here. you had to ruin it by your interference. Ruin it? Mike, you've seen this building since then. Packed to the rafters. People screaming my name. People chanting sports entertainment extreme. You think they care what Jeff said? You think they cared about his tradition promo I heard it promo. yeah you they, can they and you're the only one and if I leave this business in your hands and people like you there won't be a TNA I'm doing this for your own good Mike you know Vince this is your chance 
Tell us what your vision is. Tell us what your vision is for sports entertainment extreme. Sell me on this product. Vince Russo is a man with a heart and a soul who has two boys sitting at home. And you know what my vision is? I want my boys to be able to make a living in this business. But in order for that to happen, Mike, this business needs to be around. And if it continues to go the rate that you want it to be, and these jackasses at NWA are going, and Vince McMahon and his, I don't even know what that is on Monday nights going, there won't be a wrestling business, not five years from now, one year from now, Mike. And you know what? Don't say another word, because when all's said and done, you're going to be thanking me, and you're going to be kissing my big ass, Mike. Welcome in, everybody. It's another week of two guys watching wrestling. Season four finale. We are finally, the end is here. Rich, how you doing? I am so happy that this is over. And I'm so happy we finally, on our last episode, get clarity to one of the burning questions of the season. Mm. Was Puppet jerking off in a trash can? We find the answer out tonight. I don't we care do about anything else. I don't care about the matches. I don't care about Mr. Wrestling 43 coming out. I care about finding out, was the midget jerking off in a trash can? We find out tonight. NWA TNA kings of long-term booking. <laughs> <laughs> they put AEW to shame. Absolutely. Abs- long-term booking, daddy. Uh, okay, so. Weekly pay-per-view number 27 for the National Wrestling Alliance. Total non-stop action. Took place on January 15th, 2003. From uh, the Asylum, also known as the fucking fire hazard of the Nashville Fairgrounds. Uh, We start off with, you know, basically a black and white video package as we normally do. Uh, This one is, is all about Jeff Jarrett. Telling Vince Russo he'll never align himself with sex. And uh, that yes. Russo is a Yankee. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Definitely dipped into the Austin vault for that yeah. one. A little bit, yep. <laughs> Yankee son of a bitch. <laughs> well, I guess what? that's a trade-off. because I mean, I mean, year Austin is stole, this? <laughs> this is 03, but Austin Do people stole... call him, called like, might as well call him a fucking city slicker, you goddamn old-timey hayseed. <laughs> this is payback. Ugh. Austin oh. stole Deborah. Yeah. And now he stole son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah. I think I think this is still payback because uh what wasn't wasn't the story as the story goes, uh Jared got pissed because he was into Jesus at the time about the Austin 316 thing being offensive to, you know, Jesus people. And Austin took offense because that's fucking with his money because I'm selling t-shirts and they were supposed to kind of work together or something. And Austin was like, no, fuck that guy. Send, send him like to WCW. We don't want to work with him anymore. And basically that's what happened. Did you just refer to Catholics as Jesus people? I mean, I don't know. Catholics, Christians. I don't know. I'm like, I'm a, I'm a lapsed Catholic at this point. I, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Is the Pope Catholic and letting priests get away with pedophilia? I will Google that. <laughs> I, I was wa- feel you. <laughs> I, I, Why I did my computer South- just shut down? <laughs> I, it's the FBI behind you. So I was watching South Park. We were talking about South Park before we started uh, taping. Yes. There, there was the episode where uh, Randy gave himself cancer. Yep. And the, the testicles. Yep. And they did the Scarface with the Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yep. And every time Carpenter was asked a question, he would go, yes. 
And a Catholic priest ruined the lives of innocent children. Oh, it's a hippity hop. (laughs) (laughs) Sharon, my eyes are up here. (laughs) He made her a fucking ball sack coat. (laughs) That show is amazing. Why are we doing this? Why aren't we doing a South Park podcast instead? So much more fun. (laughs) So much more fun. Anyway, uh-uh. so once the uh, almost unwatchable video package is, is over, we cut right to Mike Tanay in his leather jacket sit-down interview with Vince Russo. It is the moment we have been waiting for this whole fucking series. Um, yes. Mike Tanay, uh starts off trying to be a tough guy. And he's do- he does this thing with Russo. Like, he tries to be a tough guy. You can see he's, he's putting on the tough guy face. Like some weird, like, pinched asshole-looking face. Um, and, and, Bit of your face. Yeah, uh, sure. And he says, he goes, I've been waiting for years, you know, since we worked together in WCW, to ask you some questions. I'm going to ask you those questions. And Russo's like, I asked you for this interview, bro. Go for it. Like today <laughs> immediately is defeated in two fucking seconds. And his questions <laughs> stink. It's like Mike today. I, I like the hope is that he's not really like this, but I, I sadly believe he is because these are questions that like every fucking nerd on the internet would ask. Not like a guy who's been in the industry for 40 years. Like, did Vince Russo kill WCW? And Vince is like, I was there for nine months, bro. Nine. I was writing for nine months. If I, if, if I was able to kill WCW, that piece of shit deserved to die. <laughs> it's amazing. The last show, I'm finally getting good at that, that, that uh, impression. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, and and today's like we had talent, you know, like Goldberg like, and Kevin Nash, and I'm like, I like Kevin Nash, but come on, man, you're gonna yeah. like, like those are the, those are the two guys right out of the box, the whole lineage of WCW, and you and you're gonna come out with we had talent like Goldberg. Oh, I don't know. There maybe was a guy called Sting on your roster. Booker T, maybe. I don't know. I know some of these guys were probably kicking your ass at WWE at this point, but still. Like, I mean, he calls out Guerrero and Mysterio as throwaways later when he talks about the cruiserweights. We had a we had a signature trademark division called the cruiserweights. Really? Like the light heavyweight title? Yeah, that was cool. Uh, and he's, yeah, he, he name checks fucking uh, Guerrero and Mysterio just so he could circle back to when Russo started he turned the cruiserweight division into evan courageous first of all what the fuck did evan courageous ever do to you mike today jesus like he he was he was he was terrible but like come on young kid would just on a shot uh ed ferrara your writing partner and possibly the most egregious thing that mike today has said in <laughs> this entire year we've been watching and some woman named medusa Medusa could kick the whole TNA roster's ass. Like, yeah. Bottom line, 
Like, what the fuck did Medusa ever do to him? <laughs> like, holy Med- shit. Medusa is definitely on the, that, you know, everyone talks about the current women's wrestlers, the Becky Lynch and, and all that. Yeah. Medusa's on the Mount Rushmore of women's wrestling, in my opinion. Well, it's almost like women's wrestling has kind of come full circle to her because she was doing, she was this back before, like when it, when it wasn't like, yeah, she, the early nineties, like, 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 yeah. like when, when she was in, in wrestling, when she was, you know, when she was in the heyday of a Lunder blaze and all that stuff, most of the women's wrestlers weren't attractive, but she came in and she not only had looks, but she could also wrestle. And it's basically what we have now, attractive women who can also wrestle. It's like, it, it was one of those things because like, obviously, you know, in the, the attitude era and stuff like that, nobody's saying Sable was a technical wrestler, you know, nobody's, nobody's saying that, you know, fucking Stacy Keebler was having a five-star Tokyo Dome match, but they were fun to look at. But Medusa was like, she was what we have now just way, way, way ahead of her time. Uh, and to the point that when she went to WCW, they didn't even have women wrestlers. Like, I think she was literally the only one for a minute. And then, mm-hmm. and then they started signing some, like, like they had, uh, they had, you know, Molly Holly. I don't remember what her name was that in there, uh, but they had Miss a- madness. What'd you say here? <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say about Miss madness? <laughs> This madness. Uh, great. Fucking. How did that knock it over? Um, <laughs> but like, but they didn't, they definitely did not focus on women's wrestling. And I think it was just a product of the time. It was, you know, the attitude mm-hmm. era. It was what it was. Uh, so once again, Medusa was kind of lost to the shuffle. Uh, but when she was given an opportunity, like she could kick ass. Absolutely. hundred percent. Sure. Um, sure. not to mention that she fucking is a legit monster truck driver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like she's a legit badass. So I don't know what the fuck today's problem is with Medusa, but fuck you, dude. Like I'm, I'm more pissed about that than anything else he's done because he goes on. And you know what else? You put David Arquette with the WCW title. And I love Russ's like the prop, the, the prop, <laughs> the prop. Yes, yes. I put a prop on an actor. Yes, <laughs> bro. USA Today again. Russo loves that USA Today covered that fucking thing for a day. He still talks about you. It's like I don't know if I've ever actually seen a USA Today in person. <laughs> I've seen it a lot in movies. It seems like the paper of New York, bro. But like, I don't know. I've never seen one on a. I mean, I can't tell you if I even know where a newsstand is these days, but. Where would you buy a newspaper without like a subscription? Like if you if you wanted to go out, where would you find a newspaper? Like you would 7-11? go to your can, local, can, yeah, your local Seven Eleven or uh, Quickie Mart, uh, ah. if you will. Um, but I do have to say that Vince Russo's USA Today is the equivalency of Al Bundy scoring three touchdowns in one game. It was four, bro. Pokai <laughs> <laughs> forever. Pokai Hall of Fame, baby. Uh, yeah. So he, he pulled that out, you know, the David Arquette thing. It's like, this is, it's literally a nerd fucking writing this, this shit. Cause it's like, it's like today you not, you worked with this guy and you worked at WCW for like your entire life. You've been in the business for 40 years and these are your fucking hard hit. Like he's been pumping this up. Like I got questions to ask Vince Russo. I'm going to say, and Vince Russo made him look like a punk. 
He just fucking berate, he kept calling him a piece of shit. It was great. It's like, if you were booking this, bro, you would have a two hour match that nobody would watch, you piece of shit. It's like, wow. <laughs> and Tanae just puckers his face up like a dog that's scared. <laughs> This was definitely, it felt like Russo was definitely the face in this interview, and today was that instigator heel trying to fucking cause a problem. Fucking ridiculous. And I love his answers. Like, Russo's answers were so on par with, like, basically what we've been saying throughout this entire podcast's run. It's like, people want entertainment, bro. And, and yeah, how many times have we said, oh, this little part was good, but the wrestling was boring as shit. And that's exactly yep. what this promo is. And he's like, you want that? You want the Lucha Libre or whatever the fuck you call it? Go to Japan or Mexico. He he knew he screwed that one up. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, go, go to J- Japan uh, uh, or Mexico, wherever the hell, wherever the hell they do the Lucha Libre <laughs> shit. Go to the fucking Netherlands, you fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it's, it's absolutely uh russo is is gold in this uh today is just the drizzling shits all over the place him just sitting there mean mugging Vince. <laughs> i love the fact that that russo is like <laughs> fucking he's like now bro we're turning 300 people away at the door it's like the tickets are free it's a fucking <laughs> carnival <laughs> <laughs> And they're probably turning people away because if you look at the ceiling, that place is a fucking fire hazard. Hundred percent. Like, like that's three hundred smokers. You're not just you're not letting in the building. Plain and simple. Uh, they're, they're chanting my name, bro. Everybody's up and he's so up his own ass in, in parts of this though. Uh, and then you know, today uh, back to the, the David Arquette thing was like, you know, if it was so great, then why why did uh why did they have record low numbers the next week? WWF tripled our ratings and had blah 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 and vince Russo was like where's the numbers show me your stats fuck you i don't believe you it's like come on man you know the ratings were in the toilet back then <laughs> what was the quarter hours what was the quarter hour bro on that evan courageous match <laughs> <laughs> what was the quarter hour of ed ferrara pouring barbecue sauce on medusa's tits not gonna lie i watched that a couple times <laughs> <laughs> I visualized it not being barbecue sauce. Like, like this is what they're doing in WCW. I mean, this is dog shit, but uh, okay. She's all right. <laughs> that whole storyline was fucking weird, too. They tried to make her, like, kind of lesbian with one of the Nitro girls. Don't remember that part of it. Yeah, uh, Spice was her name, who was romantically involved with Evan Courageous storyline-wise. It was a whole fucking hot mess Spice! <laughs> <laughs> How did Spice not get over? <laughs> where's Where's the campaign for Spice to make the fucking Hall of Fame? <laughs> Spice 2022. You know, the spice. only Spice I cared about. The only Spice I cared about is when I put it on my bedroom TV and it was all squiggly and I was hopeful to see a nipple. <laughs> That's a tit. That's a tit. <laughs> <laughs> you ever jerk off to noise? Because I have. Audio porn. <laughs> I'm going old school. <laughs> this is how blind people jerk off. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> have you ever read a Playboy in Braille? So, what the fuck was I watching? 
Christ, I forget. Uh, but uh, I was watching something in the last week that that uh, made me realize that uh, there there's actually blind baseball. There's a baseball league for blind people. It's called Beep Ball, and it's literally a baseball that beeps. I swear to God, I, I, let me see if I can find. It. I don't know what I, I got to find out what the fuck I was watching for the reference sake. Uh, so just here. to just to be clear. I've got my balls busted for show after show for watching chiropractor videos and you're watching blind people play baseball. I, I didn't say I was watching it. I found out it's a thing. I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out where the fuck it was. Uh, oh yeah. Here, here we go. Uh, oh, it was in the Sopranos movie. It was, it was in the many saints in Newark. Uh, they, they talked, so, somebody said something about Dickie coaching, uh, a, a beat ball. And I'm like, what the fuck is beat ball? And I was texting with my brother. I'm like, beatball can't be a real thing because they showed because they showed it in the movie. And it was literally like it was supposed to be him him fantasizing that he's a good person and he coaches blind people in baseball. And and, and you see this this slow motion shot of the ball being thrown by the pitcher and it's going beep, beep, beep. And this blind kid fucking eyes closed, just drills it into left field. And I'm like, that can't be real. Sure enough, NBBA, the National Beatball <laughs> Association. It's a real fucking thing where blind people play baseball. I I learned something this week. I'm not so, saying I go and watch it, but and I so, definitely, unlike you, definitely don't jerk off to it. But <laughs> so quick follow up: it's a real is it, thing. Is it still real? Do they yeah. have a team in Vegas? Can we go see them when we're out there? Little Pep, Little Pep. <laughs> hey Stevie Wonder, I'm over here now. What's the happy hour at this ball game here? I don't give a fuck. Give me six beers. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the weight bugs of the blind people? <laughs> Little pep. So wait. <laughs> <laughs> dying over here. Uh, anyway, show hasn't even started yet. Uh, yeah, so. They uh, today finally jumps forward to current day and stops, you know, reminiscing like a nerd about the doldrums of fucking WCW because we had Goldberg, you know, Big the cow. guy that Big the cow. guy that ended Bret Hart's career. We had him amongst the guy who's, other things. The guy who single handedly destroyed three possible storylines to relaunch yep. WCW. We had him. Kevin Nash has had to answer finger poke of doom questions for years because of Goldberg, because he balled up his fist and said, I can punch through glass and then rip 72 tendons out of his arm and had to be on the shelf for three months. It's like, way to go, guy. We're trying to do a TV show here. What? This isn't this isn't real, you psycho. You know what? <laughs> I wish Goldberg thought he could fly. There you go. <laughs> What? Why couldn't they put him on a zip cord from the ceiling? <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> Did Bill Colbert just fall off your roof? <laughs> <laughs> no, so so a little backstory about my life. Um, <laughs> what is happening? So, so you might need to check on whatever's going on. <laughs> no, 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 I'm sure it's fine. Um, so... <laughs> We have someone's being raped up there. <laughs> <laughs> we have four guinea pigs in our house. Okay. So my house now is like Farmville. I got fucking 
hay and carrots, and every four hours I have to walk around and pick up fucking pieces of lettuce. Great. It's great. They're great creatures. God, God love them. Super cute. Sure. But holy hell, are they loud as shit? That was a guinea pig that you just yelled. Yeah. It literally sounded like a person falling off a roof. <laughs> With <"Ooh!"> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what was that? God's creatures? God's sure. Creatures. Which I'm sure yeah. nobody. <laughs> I'm sure nobody can hear it in the background. I'm sure I'm the only one hearing this. This whole conversation is just utterly insane to everyone. Guess what? <laughs> Recording in a morning. Fucking, I hate mornings. You have to deal with me being awake for an hour. Uh, and, anyway. I, and, I'll, and I'll be honest, this is probably the worst conversation we've had in the 50-something the shows we've done. Here's the thing. We're at the end. And despite the fact that this promo and another one that comes later in it are two of the best things TNA has done in the full year it's been around, the rest of the show is just absolute dog shit per usual. It is just a train wreck yeah. of mess. Um, anyways, moving along. The opening video package of NWA TNA. We break about tradition here. And uh, Mike Tanae and Don West are welcome everyone to the show from ringside. And quickly, thank God, they're cut off by the awful phone ringing music of Vince Russo. Music is just atrocious in NWA. Uh, spoiler alert. It's like Jeff Jarrett spent all the money on his own theme and everyone else just got fucking whatever ringtone he had on his phone. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't care. <laughs> Wasn't it one, one week? So like, funny. And then, then all of a sudden it's like he just he trades off because one week AJ Styles had that American-made thing and then they basically just gave it to Jerry Lynn with no fucking explanation because AJ Styles wanted some kind of hip-hoppy fucking over-modulated noise. Like, oh, that's a good one. It's fucking, that's a banging track. Let's put that on fucking TNA, the music volume six. That'll be great. <laughs> music stinks. Anyway, Russo's uh, Russo and his sex stable are in the sex. ring. Sex. Uh, did we just? We I think we opened the show with the uh, the yeah. kid with the best sign of the night. Uh, mm-hmm. Look, the look familiar <laughs> sign. Yep. It was it was literally Russo's uh, sex logo in the NWO theme and it just said, look familiar. It's like, wow. And he actually calls it out in the promo in the ring. So we're not the NWO. It's like, yes, you are. There's 87 motherfuckers <laughs> in the ring and they're all jobbers. It's like, yes, you are. Yep. You bro are not Hulk Hogan. Sorry. Anyway. Well, the good thing is, uh, we opened with the promo of yeah. Russo and today to lead into a promo from Vince Russo and sex speaking and l- to Mike today. <laughs> and he, luckily he brought his soapbox out. It literally said soapbox on the front of it. It's kind of genius. <laughs> <laughs> was That's, that what was in the sack? No. Cause they use it later. What is in the sack? We never find out. Uh, yeah. So he literally has a soapbox. Uh, just for Mike Tanay, it's fucking brilliant. He just, Mike Tanay looks like such a prick. <laughs> he just gets shit on incessantly. And he sits there with his mad little face on and his little fucking tuxedo <laughs> looking like the pallbearer at the worst wedding ever. Uh, that's, that's, he looks know, like, he looks like Paul, the Paul bearer. I meant ring bearer, Paul bearer, Percy Pringle. We're back. Okay. We got it. <laughs> 
Mike today looks like the type of person that would feed onions and chocolate to dogs. Jesus. Very specific murder tool. <laughs> <laughs> I need my tools for, for, for fetish shit. <laughs> uh, Who's got those boxes of gay pornography? <laughs> uh, anyone. Uh, so let's see. Uh, Russo, yeah, he, he he wanted everyone to make sure that they're not the new wild order uh, or street thugs. I don't know what that fucking means. What, what's the street thugs reference? Uh, is it like My Fair Lady? I don't know. Bunch of, bunch of ruffians, bunch of street toughs out there. They're going to have a snap fight. <laughs> fucking weird West Side Story asshole. Uh, they're there to entertain you morons. And uh, Percy Pringle comes out. My God, he's large. He's, he's just, all the way live, baby. I'm pretty sure this is the biggest he's ever been. This this yeah. is like this is like indie booking fucking Yokozuna big. Like he is large. Um, he comes out, and they start going back and forth. They start rewriting history, apparently, because. Percy Pringle's like, I might be the only one that knows Vince Russo. It's like, dude, everybody in the ring has worked with him. What are you talking about? Jeff Jarrett literally, they've literally spent weeks chronicling the history of Jeff Jarrett and Vince Russo. Why all of a sudden are you the only one who knows him? Also, at some point, didn't he say he created The Undertaker? Yeah, which is impossible. Because The Undertaker was in wrestling easily 20 years before he fucking showed up. Undertaker debuts in 1990. Vince Russo starts with the WWF in 1994, I believe okay. it is. So my math was off. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, oh. I invented the internet. Yeah. Um, anyways, this goes on and on and on. And Percy Pringle, right, talks about how Russo used to be backstage with his tape recorder. Yes. That's not how the WWF magazine worked. It wasn't legitimate interviews. No. no. These these wrestlers weren't sitting around talking about the, fucking it's, whatever. It's, it's funny because, yes, uh, the way Percy describes it is, is very much more um, like the, the, the young Paul Heyman story where he would like sneak into the back of Madison square garden and try to take pictures of the wrestlers and stuff like that because territory days were like that. But he's actually referencing the fact that Vince Russo wrote the WWF magazine. And you're absolutely right. Vince Russo would literally just write interviews and never even talk to anyone. It's all fictional characters. These are fictional characters. This isn't real. Wait, no, hold on a second. Hold on. No interviews. Hold. Hold on. Are you telling me that a business that is fictional yes. with characters playing actors playing characters athletes are, are, are <laughs> having... that was thing. I love how Russo's like yeah, the sport as you call it. <laughs> it's people it like <laughs> this whole outlier like that the wrestling is this fucking real fucking thing just annoys the bejesus out of me it's 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 fucking people playing actors reading a script it's fucking fake 
It's not fucking real today. But it is. It's still real to him, damn it. This man's wearing a tuxedo, for Christ's sakes. He only has one. To a, to a Wednesday night wrestling show at a fairground. He, he has a tuxedo on with a fucking leather jacket over it. The leather jackets are so weird. What is that about? I, I've worn uh, a leather jacket maybe four times in my life. I am way too fat and gelatinous to be in leather. Oh, I, I wear, I've owned leather jackets, like, most of my life, you know, winter jackets and stuff, and especially if you know, you're going out somewhere nice, you get your nice leather on and stuff. But like, it, you're indoors in a Nashville fairground. That place looks steamy as shit. Literally, Ravon. Steamy Ravon. You should stage shit as britches. <laughs> you mean Stevie Ravon? Nope. Steamy rave on. Fucks up them britches with steamy nicks. You mean Stevie Nick? Nope. Steamy nicks. Somebody's she gonna save and shits her britches. Somebody's gonna save those britches. They climb in the window later in the episode. Come on, britches, we got you. So what is happening? <laughs> Fucking South Park rules. <laughs> I'm the strongest woman in the world. Yes, Heather Swanson. <laughs> I'll fight any woman that comes in front of me. Fucking love. Oh my god, that just, they're too good. Why are we not doing a South Park episode uh, show? Uh, I, don't I don't know. We made such a bad choice in life. <laughs> <laughs> I can just add this to the fucking five subject notebook full of bad ideas. Fucking pandemic brought this on fucking just check another thing off thanks covid fucking made us do this shit <laughs> year of my life i won't get back anyway anyway brasky was sitting at the bar right <laughs> anyways used to feed his baby shrimp scampi brasky i miss bill brasky uh. who is that other fucking dipshit but and also you remember at the beginning of this They'd be in the back, shirtless, with shit pasted on them. What? Bill Brasky and fucking, um, the fucking Rick Miller guy, whatever the fuck his name was. Bill Brasky was a character from, oh, you mean Bill, Bill Burns. Bill Burns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But they went to that unexplained thing. Because they had F.U. painted on their their fat bellies and and never got explained. Look. In the early days, and by early days, I mean for the first four years of this fucking run, they were throwing all kinds of shit at the wall and never sticking. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. We're, 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 have, have we started beating up fucking Percy Pringle yet? Because that's the only interesting part of this promo. Uh, we'll just say we're, we're, we're there now. He gets <laughs> cracked with the Russo box. calls him a fat piece of shit. I love <laughs> how many times Russo calls people pieces of shit in this fucking episode. It's great. Uh, so he calls him a fat piece of shit and then they crack him over the head with a soapbox and beat the tar out of him. Uh, Percy, that old fucking carny queen couldn't blade quick enough. Holy shit. He bled every, he bled all the blood. <laughs> there was type two diabetes everywhere. <laughs> Gotta get color, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this was like a weird shade of red too. It was like someone took Twizzlers and cherry kool-aid mixed it 
so and just injected it in his forehead. Yeah, he, he was bleeding a lot. Um, it's always one of those things when, when, because uh, in in TNA, Percy bled quite a bit. Like anytime he showed up, he was looking to, to bleed, and it was always kind of like very uncomfortable because he's so large. And, and he would be bleeding, and he, the way he's selling it, it looks like he's almost hyperventilating, which could also be happening because he's moving more than an inch. Um, so he's winded as fuck. Uh, so it just it looks super awkward, and and just like it shouldn't be happening. It just there's there's no call for this, but whatever. Percy Pringle bleeding like a fucking pig. Uh, <laughs> and after after he's about a, a pint low. Yeah, uh, Jeff Jarrett comes out, makes the save, and and Jorge Estrada out of fucking nowhere, and Don West pops like it's the goddamn Undertaker showing up to save him. Jorge Estrada's <laughs> back; he's in the Elvis suit. It's like, what the fuck do you care? Nobody, nobody, <laughs> nobody knew who that was. He was running way too fast. <laughs> yeah, Don, Don West definitely stone cold the uh, Jor- oh Jorge, 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 Jorge. Well, Don Don uh, Don has some bad news uh, brought up to him in the next segment here, because uh, we cut back uh, to the announce table for a very somber moment where Mike Tanay has to inform Superfan Don West that Amazing Red will not be here tonight to defend to take on the X Division title, uh, Sonny Siaki. Instead, it will go to Jorge Estrada. Uh, Don West uh, starts cutting himself live on TV. <laughs> <laughs> he the is the heart and thought. soul of this company. Amazing red. Amazing red. Go red, go. We're, 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 uh, he, so what? He, he took the bus to Japan or something like that. I believe it was a Greyhound. It was, yeah. Okay. But it got it got detoured towards uh Lebanon. Uh-huh. Yeah. And... By the way, also all, no, just go. And then <laughs> so what I want to talk about it now before I forget. They right. kept hyping that next week they were going to be in Australia. Okay. Yes. So after I watched this episode, I'm like, you know what? Let me watch the first 10 minutes of the next episode, even though we're not going to cover it. It was Jeremy Borash sitting in front of that iconic Melbourne arena. I, I don't know the name of it. Yeah, yeah. And it's basically saying TNA is in Australia. It cuts back and Jeremy Borash is in the ring doing the commentary it's literally that fucking wayne's world bit where they're just on a green screen with all the landmarks behind them hi i'm in delaware nice (laughs) (laughs) oh we're running on route 66 i know we're on route 66 because the sign says route 66 i'm in australia live from the national fairgrounds what the fuck is happening (laughs) <laughs> Look at me! I'm in Hawaii, bitches! Hola, hey! Hola, who? <laughs> <laughs> we were doing Zoom backgrounds before Zoom existed. TNA, ahead of the curve, kind of. <laughs> TNA, grading with a curve, more accurate. Uh, anyway, yeah, so Amazing Red uh, is not here tonight. Don West is on Suicide Watch. And uh, opening contest time, my God. 35 minutes in. We do not want to talk about the wrestling. If you couldn't tell. It's shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know who else didn't want to talk about wrestling? The fucking 
commentators during this fucking match. Quiet Storm, Divine Quiet against America's Most Wanted Root Beer mm-hmm. for the tag titles. The first half of this match, all they did was talk about Vince Russo. As they should. This was back like in 1994 when you'd watch WWF Superstars and Yokozuna would be fighting Typhoon and all they would be talking about is how could there be two Undertakers? Undertaker versus Undertaker. <laughs> SummerSlam. Hey, how much does that guy weigh? <laughs> <laughs> it was just that match was probably the best match out of the 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 pile of horse shit that we had, but uh-huh. you couldn't tell because they didn't give a shit. Uh so fast forwarding, uh, James, uh, fucking James Storm sets up Quiet Storm, hilarious. Uh, for the death sentence, as he calls it. And they win. Fly ball. Caught. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> the highlights of, <laughs> of AJ Styles happens. Uh, great. Cool. AJ Styles comes down and covers everything we covered in the video package. We're just filling time at this point. Uh, he's no longer with Mortimer Plumtree. What happened to Mortimer Plumtree? Did he go fuck himself? Maybe. Is he with sex? I don't know. Uh, he said he's his own man. He's going to do whatever he wants to do. Doop doop. Then our truth cuts him off for a completely uh, intelligible conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, skip, skip, skip. Well, our truth lets us know that AJ Styles is so green. That his breath smells like Similac. That was the highlight of it. That's right. I near, I nearly passed out from laughing it's so hard. Similac. I, it was, that fucking tickled me so fucking much last night. Goddamn five dollar reference right there, Truth. That's a good one. You earned your pay. Okay, uh, moving on to the match. AJ Styles and uh, Rod the Truth Killings wrapping his way into our hearts. Everybody, number five on the hit list. Rod the Truth Killings with fuck this crowd. Uh, Casey Kasem. Uh, this match dissolves into a, just a complete shit show. Uh, Mortimer Plumtree comes down. Dave Flair comes down. He hits What's fucking sack? Ron, Ron with his big ball sack. Fucking, What's in the bag? Who cares? <laughs> Is it Goldilocks' career? Probably. Uh, backstage, Goldilocks <laughs> with Jeff Jarrett and the Road Warriors. I, bet, I know what's in there. Uh. Stacy Keebler's baby that they were supposed to have in WCW. Deep cut, Rich. I don't know the reference. Moving on. Oh, oh, oh boy. I'll give you a quick synopsis. This was a Vince Russo special. Uh-huh. So David Flair and Stacy Keebler were an on-air couple. Sure. Stacy Keebler was pregnant. Yeah. And it was going to be revealed that Ric Flair was the father of her child. Woo! But she suffered a miscarriage. Oh. During a mud wrestling match against Major Guns. Going back to the well for that gem, huh? Everyone <laughs> loves a good miscarriage story on television. <laughs> Who miscarried this week? Stacy Keebler? Maybe it was Terry Runnels. No sell it, girl. Uh, <laughs> Fetus on a pole match. Fucking Snitsky's getting a hard on right now. <laughs> I'm going to kick that baby into the third row. I saw uh, I saw a funny meme. I saw a funny meme that that baby would be fourteen years old. The the one uh, Snitsky punted <laughs> would have been fourteen ne- years old. Never this forget. Week. 
Never forget. Yeah. Leave the memories alone. Never forget. Uh, Goldilocks backstage uh, with Jeff Jarrett and the Road Warriors. She is just having not a good time. She's having all the bad day because animals' fucking spikes keep shoving into her face. Did you see how how much she was trying to literally avoid the spikes like she was fucking training to fight Rocky? <laughs> fucking bobbing and weaving while animals like, let me tell you something about the LOD. It's like, why is everybody calling them a Legion of Doom? We can't do that. He literally said it. And, and the thing about the, the spike dodging, the spikes weren't even near her. One of them was pretty close to her eye, actually. There was, there was there was a point where Animal kind of fucking just moved or something, and that thing was coming straight for her. Solid <laughs> head It's coming right there. for us. It's coming right for us. Shoot, Cody. Uh, yeah, so they do a pretty stereotypical Road Warriors promo, including calling themselves Legion of Doom. Great. <laughs> I also enjoyed hearing Hawk say sex. That, uh, Anytime you hear a wrestler say sex, it, it, it makes me happy. Sex gives me a rush. <laughs> Every time a wrestler says sex, an angel gets his wings. Yep. Um, yeah. It's, it, it's hot. I, I will say this. I kept looking at it because uh, I know uh, he's not long for the world at this point, but Hawk looked look great. Like, I'm guessing he was sober at this point. Mm-hmm. Like for yeah. for for Hawk in in this time frame, like he looked really good, legitimately. Like all the things we said yeah. about Kurt Henning, he looks the opposite. Like you would yeah. you would definitely expect him to look the way we've we've talked about uh, Kurt Henning lately. Yep. No, a hundred percent. So so after this promo, we go back to the ring. AJ Styles. Still He's open. still here. <laughs> still here. I'm not fucking leaving. I'm not well, fucking leaving. Right, it's his, it's his sit-in that lasts yep. all of two seconds. Yeah. Oh fuck! You know what? I was drinking when I was watching this, so a lot of it's like recall. Um, yep. It's like, yeah, he he wants uh, he wants Mike Tenay to use his stroke to get a title shot. Mike Tenay gets treated like a bitch at all times. What makes you think he has any pull whatsoever? Don West has more fucking pull. Uh, anyway, <laughs> what do we want? Title shot? When do we want it, Timmy? Timmy. <laughs> Well, with uh, so anyway, Styles is, is threatening to just sit in the chair and have people wrestle around him. I swear to God, it's what he said. Uh, until my God, my God, it's the living legend, Larry the Mitchell. Okay, um, pet peeve with uh, these fucking carnies. Um, living legend Larry Zabisco falls in the same category as. Beautiful Bobby, gorgeous whatever, bodacious this, that, the other thing. <sighs> friends don't let friends give themselves nicknames. Like, you can't just, like, call me sir, God damn it. Living legend. <laughs> look, I, look, maybe, I, don't, I don't know. I, when, when was Larry Zabisco a draw? Because 80s. 80s, he, AWA in the 80s. His two and a half hour Hall of Fame speech and the way he's treated when he shows up to the everything except WWE because <laughs> they never have him in. It's like, uh, was he a big deal and I missed it? I know he was part of the Dangerous Alliance, right? Well, but he like, was but 80, like not he even was, the main guy. 
No, but he was AWA champ. He beat Nick Bonk Bockwinkle for it back in the Look, 80s. I'm pretty sure everybody was AWA champion. I was the AWA <laughs> champion at one point. <laughs> I broke the dam. Then I said, no. fuck that place, and I went into Rocky Three, <laughs> and then Vince bought my contract. Brother. <laughs> so not only was he AWA champion, he was he was so good that Vern Gagne is like, you know what? Just marry my daughter. You're so oh, good. Is that what happened? Yeah. So he's uh, in-laws with the um, the Gagne family, um, which, you know, is, is good for him. But mm. when Sabisco came out, he looked like more like Barry Sacrisco because holy shit was he sweaty. Oh, he was all greased up. And, Big greased up deaf guy. Uh, and he, and he uh, told he was going to take AJ to Larry Land, which was his... Uh, Larry Land? That yeah. sounds like a fun place. It's kind of uh, like, like Wonder World from Beverly Hills Cop 3. The saddest version of Walt Disney World <laughs> ever. So, so Uncle Dave! It's <laughs> <laughs> matter, Eddie. We couldn't get fucking Disney World to sign on? No? Okay. Here's our new character, Axel Fox. Fuck you <laughs> so here he, now here's a fuck you you talked about pet peeves yes. here's mine when there's a promo and a wrestler asks another wrestler a question and they go to answer and they go i'm shut up i'm talking to you yeah but you just asked me a question and then you have today be like you tell them larry about tradition the oh, whoa, 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 whoa. The, the announcers um the, the announcers punctuating during a promo is a massive pet peeve uh it happens during the dusty promo later today is like you tell him like, shut the fuck up this is the best thing that's happened all year we don't need we dusty road that the road doesn't need your help mac today i got this cover daddy we'll get there um there's a fantastic sign behind savisco the non-stop action has officially stopped <laughs> <laughs> that must well, have been our boy well TNA, Chad. tna chad coming out with the heater um <laughs> At some point, Larry tries to take his shirt off and the security stops him. Like, what the fuck happened to this, to this whole thing? Because you can't have fight AJ Styles. Like, why is Zabisco here? Why is he fighting AJ Styles? And why does he think it's okay for him to strip off his shiny shirt? Well, he can't do that because you can't have nude breasts on wrestling. So that's how it felt. He, nothing because nothing happened and all of a sudden Zabisco starts unbuttoning his shirt and 42 security cards are in the ring. It's like Jesus Christ, what did they think was going to happen? I haven't seen people cover up breasts like that so quickly since Miss Kitty took her yep. top off at Armageddon. That's exactly how it felt. It was gross, gross, gross. Gotta protect them goddamn britches. <laughs> I wish I had two more hands, so I give those titties four thumbs down. The milk's gone bad. <laughs> <laughs> So we get the riveting video package of Desire, I guess that's going to be her name now, telling Goldilocks to stay away from her men and then beating the piss out of Goldilocks and ripping her hair. And I guess Athena was part of that thing, too. I don't know. The, the camera work was shoddy as shit. Um, anyways, third contest of the night. Desire versus April Hunter. I'm the best woman in the world. This was rubbish. Would you say? <laughs> <laughs> I'm all woman. 
I've never felt more free in my life. Heather Swanson is the strongest woman in the world. Uh, yeah, Desire versus April Hunter. Uh, it's nice to see April Hunter back. Uh, I don't know. This fucking thing that just does just goes off the rails. Athena yeah, it's a, is, it's a, is still a thing. Disintegration. Disintegration is the best way to put it. There's there's a lot of fucked up like booking when it comes to the women on this this show here. Uh, this match is one of them uh, uh, because like apparently Athena was supposed to be with April Hunter, but she was just kind of chilling at ringside, so she just kind of came over like, "Hey, I want to stand in your corner, okay? <laughs> you, me, me." It was literally night at the Roxbury. Uh, fucking, I don't know. It's stupid. And then later, there's another match where they didn't really know who who the woman was going to be. And it's like, oh, how about the other girl on our roster, Trinity? Yeah, we'll put her in there with Kid Cash. Great. Um, I, Russo's just taking care of himself at this point. Doesn't give a shit about the rest of the show. Well, you remember, if we go back in the Hot Tub Time Machine, episode two, they had the Women's Battle Royal. And they had like 20 women wrestlers yep. on their roster. We're yep. down to three. <laughs> and none of them were in that Battle Royal. Like, can we get can we get Brian Lawless fingers out of Priscilla in enough time to have her fucking come back here? What happened to that story? It's just so weird. <laughs> Why was that a thing? He literally grabbed her like a bowling ball. I mean, but what? It was no, it came out of nowhere. It came out of such nowhere. It's like we just need to write these two characters off the show. Even though if they never showed up again and there was no explanation, nobody would miss them. Now I'm kind of curious. Well done. Uh, Sonny Siaki is all over this fucker. Um, at a certain point, Athena jumps in the ring. Cat fight! Cat fight! That's all I was fucking yelling last night. The fucking old people were all kind of scared of me. Watching it out back with the windows open, screaming like a maniac. Catfight! Would you see? <laughs> <laughs> so, so we've talked a lot in these past episodes, and you can hear it in our archives about yep. wrestlers climbing the ladder very slowly, women or Kelly Kelly, for an example, not knowing how to take a bra off. Basic human Des- functions. Desire has no idea on how pants work or how to take pants off someone. Right. So the whole crux of this was she was going to disrobe Athena to embarrass her. Got the shirt off, no problem. Yep. Going for the panskis, we got a little bit of an issue. Those buttons are tricky. I thought it was going to be Velcro. It turned into a button. My brain melted out my ear. I don't know. Anyways. It, it, this was this was awful. So this 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 possible. Is there even a winner? Sex- I don't know. I, I guess Desire won. Desire won. We had the possible sexual assault that didn't go anywhere. That happens, and they immediately cut to Lollipop's crotch gyrating in the cage as they tell us they're going to be in Poughkeepsie for Wildside for Jeff Jarrett to defend the title. So, so many he's mixed messages. Go, so he's going to Poughkeepsie, Ottawa, and Brazil in the span <laughs> of eleven hours. <laughs> We're going to Vermont. We're going to New Hampshire. We're going to North Carolina. We're coming back to New York. Going over to Japan. How about Iron? Look at Jeff Jarrett is the is that Howard Dean? Is that who that was? Yeah. Look at Jeff Jarrett is the Howard <laughs> Dean of fucking wrestling. <laughs> they literally it was at the Poughkeepsie YMCA, <laughs> NWA Wildside, and today goes. 
Jeff Jarrett will be defending his title at the Wild Side show. He hasn't defended the title on this people. show. One <laughs> <laughs> of 11 people. <laughs> it's the people that wandered in after the fucking preschoolers swimming class next door. <laughs> What's happening over here? Wrestling show. Uh, we got to dry off. It's raining out. We'll, we'll watch. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett's going to headline Glue Stick Fest 2003 <laughs> in Poughkeepsie. Jesus. Uh, backstage, Goldilocks uh, sees a uh, masked wrestler pulling up in a pickup truck. So immediately she says, It must be Dusty Rhodes. Because what? <laughs> <laughs> what? She must not know who Dusty Rhodes is. She's never met Dusty Rhodes. Um, now, truthfully, when when uh, this person was pulling up in the truck, uh, they're wearing a, a lucha mask and it's all white with like a black, almost like a, like a reverse crow design, kind of like what Sting was doing. But it looked like as the truck was pulling up, it looked like makeup and it looked like uh, the makeup that Dustin wore as black rain in TNA. And I, and I immediately was like, Jesus, are we here already? Like, I thought we were going to get Black Rain. All of a sudden, it opens up, and it's just some dick in a hoodie with a fucking mask on. And Goldilocks is like, this must be Dusty Rhodes. Opens the door. is like, nope, and walks away. It's like, what the fuck? I, I'm sorry. This is not where I parked my car. Goldilocks, the roving reporter who can't figure out a fucking thing. I'm a lost little girl with a microphone. Can you help me? Get in and I'll take you to Pound Town. <laughs> Gas, grass, or ass, bitch, get in. We're just going to be two ladies of the road. Thelma and Louise. Thelma uh-huh. and Louise. Uh-huh. You be Thelma, I'll be Louise. We'll drive this fucker off a cliff. Heather Swanson's <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even got to the dusty promo <laughs> we're already at an hour oh. uh, anyway mike today and don west wonder who the hell mr wrestling four could be the rest of us just don't give a shit video highlights debut of mike sanders re- rich's favorite wrestler and uh go ahead i know you just want to splooge all over this guy i fucking oh yeah i'd let him use my fucking rag in a second uh-huh. um so Mike Mike Sanders comes to the ring, cuts a promo. I was captivated. I was riveted. He didn't really say much though. Nope. But, but here's the thing that gets me. He's fighting the challenge of Jerry Lynn. I feel and, like the, the way he was uh the way he was cutting his promo, I feel like there was a lot of references to what he did in WCW that I didn't get because I didn't yeah. I because I don't know who he is. But he was but he was like saying things and like waiting for the crowd to pop and nothing happened because yeah. much like myself, they don't know who you are because well, when you were a thing in WCW, as Mike today pointed out, the ratings were at an all time low. <laughs> Bro, where are the numbers? Quarter hour, <laughs> fuck face. <laughs> so he, he had two things he said that were interesting. He said one that he's going to be the head recruiter for sex. So he's going to find talent. Bring it to Russo, <laughs> and then Russo will decide if they're good or not. And you suck at your job. If your job is to find talent. You're already failing. Yeah, that's bad. And then his um, catchphrase in WCW, he would end it with, 
And if you once we're done, you're going to be SOL. Yeah. And you know what that means. And WCW at least was over enough that people sang along with him, so to speak. Three years later, people really don't remember that. I, I had no idea. I, I knew he thought it meant something. But I, along oh. with the entire live audience, were like, is, is that it? Are we done? Is the promo over? Are you waiting for some? Are we supposed to do some? Was this sing along with The Rock? <laughs> so I actually used that when I was in my late teens. I used to say that a lot to people. Uh, so, well, you know what that means. Does not surprise me. Because I was a Mike Sanders mark. You are Mark Sanders mark. Don't pretend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mike Sanders and Heather Swanson. <laughs> Tag team of the millennium. <laughs> Match made in heaven. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mike Sanders. SOL. You know what that means. Diarrhea. I'm going to put cameras in your bedroom and watch you for mine. <laughs> Bubba the Love Sponge is a friend of mine. <laughs> I was actually behind the Gawker scandal. Fuck Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I did a rap album, and I was on Flyboy Records. He did do a rap album. It was shit. I love the Macho Man. He did some dumb shit in his life. <laughs> he did. One of them was that rap album. <laughs> the other it was, was Spider-Man. It was, it was just, that was wonderful. Bonesaw's ready, and Heather Swanson's with him. <laughs> That was basically the Heather Swanson character. I got you for three minutes, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Three minutes. Nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. Oh, my God. My voice is just going to be shot today. Uh, Jerry Land fighting Mike Sanders. This is a fucking barn burner of a match. Have I ever seen one? Quarter star. (laughs) (laughs) So... This match was, it is what it is. Mike Sanders is not a wrestler. He is more of a entertainer, so to speak. But I was very proud of Don West because in this match during commentary, he is now all grown up. He now knows what a valet is. All right. Context reference. (laughs) He made made reference. Finish the fucking story. (laughs) What about the glands? (laughs) <laughs> he made a reference that uh, Don Harris was uh, ringside with Mike Sanders. And man, he goes, man, Jerry Lynn would do a lot better if he had a valet with him. See, now that I have the context of it, because I missed the reference. Uh, and I know you texted it to me, but I, I definitely missed it when I was watching it. Now that I hear it, he doesn't know what a valet is. Because Don Harris isn't a valet. And, and, and Jerry Lynn wouldn't do better. Here's the thing. He's saying he would be better off with a valet at ringside. That's implying that a woman would be better to combat Don Harris. <laughs> a woman? <laughs> would it be Heather Swanson? <laughs> Biggest woman you ever fucking seen. I got a dick. <laughs> you can't help against Don Harris. You're a woman. <laughs> You're a woman. Yeah, so so now that I hear it in context, he does he hasn't grown up. He he's still stupid as shit. He doesn't know what a valet is. Hey, maybe Desire can come out and fight Don Harris. That'll be fair. Maybe we get Athena to get her ass kicked again. She seems willing. She's a goer. What's what are those girls in the cage doing? Get one of them down here. Don Harris is fighting people. But no, luckily, uh, to the rescue, 
American Dream does the rose, comes down and just starts brawling with everybody, daddy. <laughs> Clear the <laughs> ring if you will. <laughs> now, this promo is probably our main event of the night. Uh, easily. Yeah. Easily. Um, had we known, first of all, had, had, if we had hindsight when we started this, this would have been the first episode of this series, and we would have gone from here. Instead, it's the last. And had we known when we started, this wouldn't be called Two Guys Watching Wrestling Season 4, the, the Asylum Years. It would have been called Two Guys Watching Wrestling Season 4 and a midget jet beaten off in a trash can. Seven times he says this in this promo. I was there watching Rick a theme boat wrestle for an hour, 300 days a year, and it wasn't as good as a midget beating off in a trash can. I never been more entertained at all my life. American Dream of the Rose, daddy. Got myself a six-pack, gonna get all tuned up with Vince Russo, daddy. Like, I could watch Dusty Rhodes do fucking promos for the rest of my life and never be bored of them. Every time the dude picks up a microphone, yep. fucking... Go- it's one of those things, like... Like because because how often do you actually sit and watch a Dusty Rhodes promo? Not very often. Um, they're mm-hmm. wildly available, but it's just like you know that I just don't do it. But when I do, it's like, oh, I comp- It's it's one of those like realizations where you realize why all the NXT people talk so highly about his promo classes. It's like, oh yeah, they that that's just not showing respect to Dusty Rhodes. They're literally talking about we took classes with the master of this. It's literally going to film school and having Martin Scorsese be your teacher. Like it's it's fucking gold. Like absolute fucking gold. He is is incredible throughout it. Like everything. Like (laughs) like remember a few weeks ago when Roddy Piper was here to plug a book in a weird pay per view and it was a shit promo. This is the opposite. This is what (laughs) you're supposed to do. Also, at some point during this, I heard that the following week they were going to have some weird video announcement from Roddy Piper. Like, yeah. Did you, did you watch ahead? Get any, get any clarity on no, that? Cause we're not covering it. No, 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 no. Okay. Mike, Mike today made pleas to Roddy Piper to, to send in a fucking hostage video <laughs> from his place in fucking Canada. Fucking, this, this just stinks. Mike but today yeah. stinks, but yeah. this, this would have been so much better in hindsight if it was Borash and Don West. This show would have been better if it was a midget beating off in a trash can, the most entertaining thing in all my life. Have myself a couple of cervezas and watch a midget beat off in the trash can, if you will. He said it so many times, and it got funnier every single yes. time. <laughs> uh, fucking Russo comes out, jumps up on the announce table, basically kicks his shoes off in front of Mike Tanay. <laughs> it scrapes the dirt into Tanay's chest. <laughs> I think he grabbed today's head and farted on him. Fucking fantastic. Um, and, and yeah, and Russo's, he's trying to hold his own. He's like, and, but Dusty is so fucking good. It's keeping up his feud with Ric Flair all these years later because Russo goes, when I was growing up, I idolized Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair. And Dusty just goes, well, you got half of that right, Daddy. You got half of that right. Half of that was right. <laughs> Fucking Dusty Rhodes. Anyway. <laughs> and, then, and then and then, Russo goes, I shaved Ric Flair's head, and I'm going to slap that birthmark off your stomach. Uh, Russo is like, you should be thanking me for turning your son Dustin into a star because he takes credit for gold dust. Um. 
Surprisingly, he doesn't bring up seven. Yeah, well, I wonder why. <laughs> the 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 child molest, molesting swerve angle. That could have worked. Could it? I don't know. I don't know how, but it definitely didn't. <laughs> it definitely would have been over down south. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Memphis would have loved it. Uh, Jerry Lawler would have been all over it. All over <laughs> it. Company to the ring by a bag of Taco Bell. Uh, but anyway, uh, I did like, uh, you know, again, the ending where, where Russo is like, like, you go to the back and get your gear. I'll put my shit on and we'll do this match. It's like, this guy gives zero fucks. And Dusty's just like, well, I got nothing to do for the next 30, 40 minutes and I don't need gear to kick your ass, daddy. He's so good. He's so fucking good. I'm going to go pick my big fat ass to my pickup truck and drink some fucking beers. And then I'm going to kick your ass. Okay. How's that sound? I'm going to give her that shit. I'm Dusty Rose American dream. Fucking goddamn brilliant. I, like it should have just been these two for two hours. Like it should have been one hour with Tanae and Russo and another hour with Dusty doing Dusty. And I would have been a happy camper for this last episode. Instead, we got wrestling matches. So moving on. Uh, so we have to cut back to Tanae, who has to go over the announcement of now the six-man tag team, blah, 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 is now an eight-man, blah, 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 because uh, apparently it's going to be Triple X, what, what, Chris Daniels, Eli Skipper, and Loki, the hodgepodge team, uh, with Vince Russo now uh, taking on Dutta Rhodes, Jeff Jarrett, and the Road Warriors, not calling them Legion of Doom. <laughs> Fucking animal. Um... <laughs> uh, yeah, fucking Dusty's just so good. And they added the stipulation that oh, if, right. if Russo and Sex win the match, he gets full control of title matches on the following episode. I love that they're still pretending that he doesn't. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm watching the show. You definitely are in control of this shit. <laughs> it is everywhere. Um Next contest, David Young, master of the spine buster. Fuck you, Arn Anderson, uh, versus Jason Cross. Who? <laughs> yeah, uh, I fast forwarded this match. This is, this is the match of the who? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's who against huh? Huh? Him? Yeah. So this match, sloppy as shit. I fast forwarded. I got <clears> to <throat> the end where he missed the crossfire again. Yep. He missed Stop it, doing it again. Two weeks Stop in a row. Stop doing moves. Stop doing like moves you dick. can't hit. Stop doing moves you can't hit. Just like you tell me, stop watching things I hate. Yes. Stop doing moves you can't fucking hit. Yes. Yes. You fucking tool. Ugh, yes. And they walked into a spine buster. I don't know if you know this, uh, but what's his name again? Darren Young. Uh, David Young. David. David. Young. David Young. Uh, master of the spine buster. Arn yeah. Anderson, Ron Simmons, pale in comparison to this jobber. Well, the little known fact is in the beginning, he had Bobcat with him. But once he left Bobcat, he went to uh, Singapore, just like Batman, uh, and trained with the League of Shadows uh, <laughs> to figure out how to do the perfect spine buster. Uh, and after watching him do the spine buster, I hope brain Bane breaks his back. <laughs> uh, anyway, the match wasn't interesting. The follow-up 
is weird because uh, after the match, BG James uh, is at ringside with his dad, Bullet Bob, and his brother, Scott Armstrong. And uh, Tanae is just screaming as if this is like, it's literally that Spider-Man meme where the three guys are pointing at each other. He's an Armstrong and he's an Armstrong and he's an Armstrong. Oh my God, it's his dad and his brother. It's as if we hadn't known that this whole time. Like, I don't know what was exciting about this, but wait a second. K-Dog hits the ring with a kendo stick, whips the shit out of Brian Young and Bill Cross or whatever the fuck his name was. Uh, and then <laughs> I don't know what Bill happened Trump here. Husband. I don't know what happened here. But some fat guy jumped in the ring, and they kept calling him a local promoter. And, and mm-hmm. there was so much screaming going on that I just couldn't figure out what the story and the angle was. But they they kept saying there was like there was police there was police at ringside. Like what the fuck happened? Do you know what happened here? Did, did, so, did K Dog pull a Shane Douglas and just jump the barrier? So what I think what was supposed to happen was he was supposed to get in the ring get a couple shots in and then get tackled. Yeah. But they had no one with TNA security shirts around. So this fucking fat gelatinous fucking douchebag. He he was the head promoter for Nashville wrestling. What does that mean? It's an NWA. We haven't seen this guy ever. He's not one of the big seven that we, we've seen. He looks like a guy who, that they found on a fishing trip 20 minutes ago. He looks said, like hey. he, just got off, he just got off his ship at the, his they, ship at the They fucking... dragged him out of the fried donut line and was like, hey, buddy, get in the ring and yell at K-Dog. Yeah. It was, what it was just, happened here? He needed like a name tag. Hello, my name is ba-ba-ba. Like, I don't it, know who he was. It felt it, like... This whole thing was fucked up. It felt like they were trying to get some other other promotion storyline over, and and but there's no context to it. Like it was one of those things that they were. It felt like they were trying to do. Um, you know, when when ECW showed up at the fucking King of the Ring or something like that, and, and like Sandman spit beer on Savio Vega, and oh, that that whole deal. But the difference is, everyone knew who the fuck they were. <laughs> This was Conan running into the ring and then some fat guy from the popcorn line jumping in the ring. And then the cops looking like, hey, we can't draw our guns legally in a crowd like this. So we're going to stand back looking like we're on fucking pawnbrokers and, and let the, the weirdo indie guys with the TNA shirts that they, 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 they can do. It. Like it was a mess as, as erratic as my description was. That's how it was watching it. So the only thing that makes maybe somewhat sense at this time, Conan was wrestling with the WWA, the World Wrestling All-Stars out of Australia that had some cross-promotion with TNA. So the only thing that makes sense is that they were trying to involve him on some of that intertwining of the federations. Um, That's what I hope they were doing, but this just sucked ass. Yeah. Uh, anyways, moving on, moving on. Uh, Sonny Siaki and, uh, this, this is the match that kind of gets all screwed up. Kid Cash. <laughs> Kid Cash with, uh, with Trinity and Desire. Uh, walk me through it. Help me out. So Sonny Siaki came to the ring with a pair of tits. Kid Cash to counteract, brought his pair of tits with him. 
Mm-hmm. So you have tit on tit action and guy on guy action. A little bit for everybody. Um, this was just not very good. I'm pretty sure the finish did get botched because Trinity missed breaking up the pinfall after there was some desire fearance allowing the Siaka clips to hit. Siaki wins. Melee ensues. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Siaka clips, as as he calls it. Yeah. I, I'm so glad I don't have to. I, I literally don't have to hear that ever again. I'm so happy. Uh, this is also like after the match, uh, again, Trinity and Desire Brawl. There's a lot of that after after the match catfight brawl thing. Uh, and then this is where the Roddy Piper live video comes in. <laughs> like, well, like, oh, today announces. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then, uh, today announces that it basically pleads that, you know, please, please, Roddy, send us, send us a video. We, we need, we need to have you on the show, but we can't have you on the show. Uh, oh, greatest announcement ever. <laughs> greatest ring announcement ever former WCW world heavyweight champion and the leader of sex Vince Russo uh, he's 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 doing his hockey helmet thing that he did in WCW too uh, he's got like a Yankees uh, fucking sweatsuit on and a hockey helmet absolutely goonish it's so it's so perfect um but the the match is just awful it's a mess um yeah it's it's and it gets all it was it was a it was a mess from the introductions because the road warriors come to the ring to monty brown's music yep dusty Rhodes comes out to the TNA intro music. The NWA's. It was so bad. It was it just. It was like generic create a wrestler entrance. And they was, just put the theme music of the game behind them. It was so fucking sad. Um, you know, it's basically, it's what we talked about earlier. It's like Jeff Jarrett put all his money into his music. And then everyone else got a ringtone. <laughs> uh, he, holds, he holds up his Nokia. Yeah. Like, who, who wants number five? Well, it, and that's what it sounds like. It literally sounds like someone holds a phone up to a microphone because all the music is just overmodulated as hell. You can't hear any of it. Um, but anyway, fast forward to the end because this match is a mess and a half. Um, and this, this probably was the worst match of everything we've covered uh, yeah. on these 20 something weeks of TNA. Yeah. This was Jeff Jarrett against four guys. <laughs> Basically. Basically, with with Dusty on the apron and Vince Russo on the other apron, just kind of standing there, just yelling at each other. Um, and Russo wearing hockey fucking equipment. I mean, that was great. That that was that was absolutely great. Um, so all of a sudden, uh, we 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 we're wrapping it up with Mister Wrestling Four, the guy in the white sweatsuit from earlier, slides into the ring, hits Dusty Rhodes with a chain. Uh, Elix Skipper covers up Dusty Rhodes, picks up the win, meaning Vince Russo gets to have control over all the titles next week or something like that. Anyways, 
the show ends with Mr. Wrestling Thor <laughs> taking off his mask. And I, if, if Tanae didn't scream, it's Nikita Koloff, I would have no idea who it was. That was the most anticlimactic reveal probably ever. Well, the, well, the good news is Nikita Koloff probably didn't know it was Nikita Koloff either. Well, that's the thing. Nikita Koloff was, <clears throat> was like, you, you could recognize him if he's in his gimmick. Because, you know, because the gimmick is very, like, you know, you, it's like, oh, okay. He's got the Russian thing and, and the chain and the deal. Okay, I get that. It's Nikita Koloff. But he's wearing a white jumpsuit. And he's just a bald guy in a white jumpsuit. Also, he hasn't been mm -hmm. terribly relevant at this point for about uh, 15 years. Roughly, yeah, if we're, being, if we're being fair, if we're being fair, <laughs> oh, 15 years. Uh, so weird, weird uh, finish. I am glad we don't have to see the continuation of the Nikita Koloff story. <laughs> I'm glad we don't have to see where the Larry Zabisco story goes. A little upset we get no more Dusty Roads, but that's okay. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, I'm also curious where Conan and his independent promoter story goes. <laughs> <laughs> and will Priscilla ever get the fingers of Brian Lawler out of her butthole? The the David Young Jason Cross feud. How long is this going to go on? Quiet uh, Storm. What's going to happen there? Quiet Storm. Yeah, well, actually, Divine Storm is the team. Are they going to break up? Is Chris Divine and Quiet Storm? Quiet Storm is just a bad name. That's so stupid. Uh, anyway, that is uh, that's that's the show. That's, yeah, that's so it. That, so that's it. That wraps up season four of two guys watching wrestling, the asylum years of TNA. Uh, Rich, overall thoughts of what we experienced over this last run. So I liked seeing our truth. I liked seeing the birth of AJ Styles. I liked seeing CM Punk make some appearances. I liked Jeff Jarrett in his role. But the the good was, eh. The bad was just atrocious. Um, so overall, I, I give this whole thing maybe a, a C minus, uh, that's being generous, but we did see a midget whack off in the trash. Can. <laughs> <laughs> he had a midget beaten over the trash can. Well, then I think that thing I've ever seen him out live. Uh, so yeah, that'll, that'll do it. I guess for season four. Yep. Two guys watching wrestling, the TNA Asylum years, at least the first year of it. Uh, we are, we're going to take a break and probably be back uh, in a little while. Uh, with, are we going back to Boston? We're, we'll figure it out off air. We're, we're yeah. not going to do that right now. Uh, so, Rich, give the plugs and we'll get the hell out of here. Absolutely. Facebook.com. Two guys watching wrestling. Give us that thumbs up. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Our archives are on any and every podcasting streaming service known to this side of the Atlantic Ocean. We're not on TikTok yet, not going to be, um, but we are on Twitter at Two Guys Wrestle Pod, the number two guys wrestle pod. Like, follow, subscribe, download, donate, go fund me, everything. Me need money, money like, help us. Money me now. <laughs> Please. <laughs> and if you guys ever get down and miss us, just think about us talking about a midget Whacking off in a trash can. The midget beating off in a trash can. Cannot beat it, baby. I have booked across the country in the midget beating off in a trash can. Most entertaining thing in all my life. All right, we'll see you later. Hoorah! <laughs>